Hello and welcome to our rapid reaction Chivas of Norte podcast. We just watched the second leg of the Chivas versus Tigres, and Chivas is now now the champ right now. Chivas are the fucking champions. They beat Tigres two one. I got Flo on the call with me. Rigo is in actually in Guadalajara right now, probably getting really drunk celebrating. And I wish I was there too. But Flo, what's up, man? How you feel? It's good, man. I feel, what's up, man? I feel good, man. Uh, I'm still in a little bit of a shock. Still trying to process everything. Hasn't really hit me right now. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy right now. Man, um, crazy ninety. 95 minutes um back and forth but at the better i think the better team won tonight like even as a, i think even as a theater fan you have to admit that the better team won yeah i mean i think the better team not only of tonight but the better team of both legs um won and that was chivas um the better team um on thursday night um except for the final 10 or so minutes mm-hmm. And tonight it was it was more of the same. Um, I know I think we were all a little scared how we were going to react being a young team and giving up that lead. Um, but but they reacted as as good as you can react coming off of that game. Yeah, man, those first uh, 10, 15 minutes, you know, we expected theaters to come out and just go all out, but we kind of had control of the of the game the whole the whole time. I didn't. I didn't get to like watch the game fully because I was. I was like. I was at a dinner party, but they had the game on the TV, and like every like, I was basically staring at the TV the whole time. People were talking to me. I just. I kind of just would nod at them. Like, uh huh, uh huh. Okay, okay. Just watching the TV the whole time, but yeah, like for me, this this hasn't really sunk in yet either. I got home like twenty minutes ago. I'm watching like the post game celebrations, the post game interviews with all the players, and man, it's. It's amazing, you know. Waited so long for this. Oh, I don't know when it's gonna sink in. Yeah, it's it, it was amazing. The game. I mean, the game. Yeah, like, like I said, the first fifteen minutes. I think um, the, the theaters did come out a little aggressive. Um, I think they had like a shot or, or two early on, but after that, I just felt like theaters theaters had control of, of most of the game. Um, and even even when we're up two zero and knowing what happened in the first leg, I was never I was more nervous in the first leg than I, than I was in, in this leg for some reason. Just because the way that we were playing, uh, we we handled everything so much better. Uh, I felt in this game than in the uh, than in the first leg. Yeah, let's um let's talk about uh Pulido real quick. You know, been, he he'd been uh, he was being criticized a lot. You know, they said Chivas paid all this money for him. He hasn't scored goals. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't proven he was worth the money. And what does he do? What does he do, man? He scores a goal in the first leg. He scores a goal in the second leg. He scores a golazo. Golazo, man. Yo, that ball from uh, Alanis. Yes. It was perfect. I was so happy that he he just took it first time and buried it in the in the bottom left corner. Um, too many times we've seen him, you know, try to take a touch or try to take, you know, too many touches, and he just took it, first touch out of the air, volley, and 
and he buried it, man. All credit goes to him and that ball from Alanis. That was just a, a golazo. There's nothing Guzman could do about that about that goal. Nope, he placed that. He placed that ball so perfectly. Like no one had no shot at it. And oh man, that was. I mean, that's that, he proved it. You know, he was worth the money we spent on him. Yeah, yeah, and not only that that goal, but I mean, just his his game overall. Uh, his work rate was insane. I think I tweeted from the Chivas del Norte account that you know that his work rate is out of this world, and it really was in this game. I mean, you saw him like deep down on the wing, like um, you know, trying to trying to defend everyone. You saw him hustling back, and he's he he made so many great tackles um, in the midfield to get Chivas the possession of the ball back. It was it was insane. I can't even count how many how many um, tackles he got to get possession back. Um, but he was all over the field. So I know that he gets criticized a lot for that, for dropping back and, and doing all of that because he's not in the box and he's not scoring the goals. But, but tonight he did it all. He scored the goal and he, he did that, you know, that insane work rate where he was just running back and forth and doing everything. Yeah, after you tweeted that, um, one of, you know, the TCK, one of the TCK guys, Tom Harrison, you know, he does a Colorful Extra podcast. He, uh, he tweeted, yeah, he tweeted us back and he said, um, you know, Pulido's the 10th highest, he had the 10th highest distance covered per 90 minutes this season. So, you know, if you're questioning Pulido's work rate and what he's worth to the team, there it is. He's the 10th, you know, he killed himself. He's the 10th highest rated player in the league this season. Yeah, highest work rate. I mean, and that's insane to think of for a striker. Like, usually for that, you think of a box-to-box midfielder. You know, someone that's going to cover a lot of area, and Pulido did that as our, you know, as our number nine, as our striker, and I think I think it was just even more so in the, um, in the final here. I, I just felt like he was all over the place, nonstop, running back and forth. Um, so you know, a lot of credit goes to to Pulido. He um, he worked his ass off, and he he deserved it. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else? Let's talk about uh. Dakota, the Cota mishap, him and uh, Jinak, they lob the ball back to Cota. He gets like it, he gets tangled up. His legs get tangled up. How, how how were you feeling when you saw that? I was a little nervous. Um, I didn't actually didn't see that live. Uh, something happened where I had to pause the TV real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, and I then I came back and I uh, pressed play and like thirty seconds after I pressed play that 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 play happened. So I was freaking out. Uh, I was like looking on Twitter and everybody on Twitter was like, oh no, oh no. And I was like, shit, what happened? And I pressed play and I saw that. I thought it was a penat at first just because of their reactions on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, it definitely scared me a little bit. What'd you think of that? Well, like, yeah, like I told you, I was at, I was at a dinner party and uh, when that happened, man, I, I didn't eat the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, my appetite, everything just got wrecked. I was like, I was just sitting there watching the game, like beer in my hand. I was like, I was just you know the beer to calm my nerves, even though it didn't really do anything. But man, that could have been that could have been bad. And um, watching the post game interviews, they they asked him about it. With Pereira was next to him when they asked him about it, and Pereira was like, "Oh yeah, he had, he had that he had that planned out. He just wanted to get the crowd the crowd hyped up." <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Cota. Yeah, but uh, but Cota, I mean, to me, he had an awesome game overall. Um, he 
he came out for lots of balls, and every time he came out, he he got there. He won the ball. Um, so I thought I thought he had a great game. Um, before he before that last goal, um, I thought he was one of the man of the matches or man of the match candidates. He probably still is. I, I thought he had a great game. Yeah, he had um he had I think he had a one on one with Sosa almost a one on one with Jurgen Dam like, and even though you know when he the second goal on Thursday against Shinak when he ran out out up top of the box, mm-hmm. that one was just I guess he couldn't do anything. But these you know you think he think twice about it now, but he he just stuck to his instincts and it, you know it's good for him because it paid off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, I was every time he made he ran out like that. I, I got very, very nervous. I got scared, but um, every time he he came up with the ball. So again, credit credit to him. It just seems like so many so many of our players just showed up big and just just played great um, this game. Yeah, um, Almeida said uh, after the game too. He said that his players gave him two two perfect games. And I think we mentioned it too. You know, if you're gonna be theaters, you gotta play perfect games, no mistakes. And uh, you know, we're champions because of it. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone played played great. Um, the 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 God Gaito <laughs> score a score a nice little goal there to uh, to clinch the victory. I mean, I've been saying it all year, and I've been wrong. <laughs> but uh, I've been saying it all year. Gaito's gonna score the the game winner. Gaito's gonna score, um, and he finally he finally did it, and he did it in the biggest possible game. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Gaito. Anyone that knows me or has followed the podcast or even the TCK podcast before we started this podcast knows that that I freaking love Gaito, even when he wasn't on Chivas. So. <laughs> So that's my man, and I'm I'm so happy that he that he scored the uh, the game winning goal. Yeah, when uh when that went in, like I I didn't really have I didn't have like a great view of the TV, but I was just I was watching that when he shot it on the TV. You know, I I wasn't that close to the TV, so I couldn't really tell if it if it went in. But then the more it rolled on the line. It went in, and at that point, I, was, I just like yelled. I was like, I just yelled out, "Goal!" I was like, "Goal! Goal! Goal!" Everyone looked at me like, "What the hell's happening?" Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh man!" And then I think I eat the run. I, I see everybody jumping on Gallito. So I was like, "Oh shit!" Gallito finally scored, scored a goal. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I know Flo is like flipping out right now." <laughs> For real, I like hesit- I was hesitant to tweet out because I was like, "Oh, this is deflect off of one of our own players, and somebody else is gonna get the goal." <laughs> I was all like, "I had to make sure." <laughs> Before I tweeted it out, uh, but yeah, but ended up going off of a Diggs player, so it worked out for for a Gaito. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Man. So at that point, when we're up two zero, like, well, how do how are you feeling? Are you are you nervous? Are you do you think oh we got this? Or are you thinking crap? Let's just let's let's not give it up again. Nah, I was I was still nervous, man. Like I, I tweeted from the Chivas Norte account, you know, two nil. We've we've been here before. Let's. We have to close this game. We we were there on Thursday. We had it two nil, and Thiers mm-hmm. came back five in five minutes and tied it up. So when we were up two nil, there was no like no like complacency or nothing. I was I just wanted them to end the game strong. Yeah, and I, and I think they did that. One of the biggest differences between the first leg and this game is it didn't seem like there was any um, disorganization or panic. 
um, from 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 uh, Chivas in this game. Um, the first leg, um, they 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 panicked in the last you know twenty or so minutes, and that's how Tigres was able to get those goals. Um, this game, they kept their composure. they um, even the commentators. I could hear them saying, "Oh, you know, Chivas is out there calm. They're talking to each other. They're defending well. They're doing everything you know really good." Um, so. Just, just they, they did an amazing job. They, it's, they learned. They're a young team, and they learned from their mistakes um, in the first leg, and they came back and closed it out in this game. Yeah, I think I think the key too was um, I made that in rush substitutions this time. Exactly. Yeah, I was waiting for Orbelin to get taken out. I mean, I didn't want him to get taken out, but I was waiting <laughs> yeah. for it. And uh, thankfully, it didn't happen until you know when we're time wasting. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I still think. I still thought Fierro went in, into the game a little too early. Like, I tweeted mm-hmm. from my own account. Like, I don't think it's Fierro time yet, but shit, what do I know, you know? And I was like, hey, go out there and prove me wrong. And I think on that, uh, the the second goal, I think it was his cross that got deflected into into Gallito, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I think it was his cross that got deflected up to Gallito out, outside the box. Yeah, it might have been. I mean, Fierro had a much better game this game than on Thursday. On Thursday, he was a little bit invisible when he was out there. And I know that um, Aquino was hawking him and taking the ball from him like nothing on Thursday night. And this game, he um, he was taking on people. He was taking on two theater players at the same time, trying to split them. I was impressed with him tonight. I mean, he didn't have any... You know, goals or any perfect crosses, but um, he was out there and he was making things happen. He was keeping possession of the ball and he was putting pressure on the Theater's defense. And um, that's really what we want from him. Yeah, I mean, the dope part is that Almeida, you know, d- didn't lose confidence in him, even though he didn't really impact the game on Thursday. He's he's a young kid, so you know, if you bench him, he's gonna lose confidence. So what if he just throws him back out there and? Fierro, you know, Fierro had a much better game than Thursday. Almeida was confident in him. And, you know, it just it shows you, like, the chemistry and the the bond that this team had had the whole the whole season. Like, I don't know if you got a chance to watch, um, like, those promo videos that, uh, like, I don't know, they feel like movie trailers, but, like, hype, like, hype, hype videos that they've been tweeting out. Like, they tweeted out, like, a five-minute one, and it, it's, the, like, the whole team talking about how they've how it's more how they're just more than a team they're like family they bonded and um it was just you know it, it reflect it reflected on today like the last two days on the field it reflected throughout the whole playoffs everything yeah you could tell it was a, it was a close team i didn't see the, those videos i'm gonna have to look them up but yeah i mean you could you could tell they're a close-knit group um they battled and I mean, despite what everyone thought going into the to the final, you know, they, they, they did it. They pulled it out. Yeah. Um, talk about Let's talk about uh, Pereira. Pereira came back for the game today. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was a total surprise. Did you know about that? No, I, until I saw the initial lineups. And I, I thought I thought he was going to be out for the rest of the, like, playoffs, even if we made the final. And then when I saw his yeah, name I on the list, I was, I was a little worried, but... You know, I know um, Pereira's one of those guys that when he got to this team, he he fully embraced it and like he fell in love with the with the club. So mm-hmm. you know, if he's gonna be out there. You know, he's gonna give it his all. Even when he got hurt again, he was like crying just out of frustration because 
I think that's how much he wanted to be out there defending the shirt, you know, the club, the the badge. Yeah, uh, it sounds like there's machine guns going outside your your apartment. Ambulances, I I don't know. (laughs) New York City, guys. But, uh, (laughs) yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a total surprise uh, when he was in the lineup. I think I saw your tweet um, about it um, on my timeline. I was like, what? I I wasn't expecting it at all. And, um... and also cello, I didn't. I didn't think cello was was fit. Maybe that came out earlier. I just didn't see it, but I didn't know he was even available for the game. Yeah, he was. He was on the bench. He got like last two, two, three minutes in the game. Yeah. So I know after the after he got hurt, everybody was like, "Well, he's done for the year. We'll see him next year." <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was good to see him um, out there as well for even if it was just a couple minutes. Because he was he was he was very important to to our season early on, when we're when we're when we look dominant when we're you know first place, battling with the Lucan you know for the top of the table, he was he was the one that was scoring lots of goals for us. Yeah, he was. It, it looked like he finally found uh, his spot on the field. Like he he got that left wing position and he 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 took it. Like it was it was his. Uh, I think Calderon and Fierro before were getting starts there, but. As soon as when the Heatler got comfortable there, he it was his spot. He just lost it because he got hurt. Yeah. Let's see what else. What else? Uh, the game. I mean, I watched the entire game, but it's just like I totally, I, I'm totally forgot. I totally forgot about everything. Not until you like mentioned something. That I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like the game itself is just like a blur, and like you know, it's, it's still settling in. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else I can. Uh, talk yeah. about the the Sosa the Sosa goal, you know. Uh, I think it's like the 88th minute. Sosa yeah, it was late. In, uh, it, it was a yeah, it was a nice goal outside the box shot, right into the bottom right corner. Pass yeah. that and two one, 88th minute. Like at that moment, I don't know how how were you feeling at that moment. Uh, at that moment, I mean, I I was a little nervous. But at the same time, I knew um, I knew we still had two substitutions. So in, in the back of my head, I was like, "Okay, now let's really start the start the time wasting." <laughs> I was like, "Let's let's do these two substitutions. Let's um, you know, uh, let's have Kota take his time whenever he has a has a goal kick." Um, so I, I was a little nervous, but I still had a lot of faith. That we were gonna we we're gonna close it out. I just didn't want to tweet anything because I didn't want to jinx it like uh, like <laughs> Rigo and, uh, and on Thursday night. <laughs> I'm very very superstitious, so like I, I didn't want to do anything to to, to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when uh, when they when Sosa made that shot, I I I just started pacing around like the table that I was sitting at, like just walking around and. Um, I don't know. I, I thought I thought they were gonna tie it, cause I cause I predicted penalties, and I was just like, oh, well, it's gonna happen, penalties, and I'm gonna have a stroke, and <laughs> but I don't know. They got well. No, we'll transition into the other the other salsa play, the the penalty, or the penalty that wasn't called. That that was salsa as well. Yeah, that was salsa. He. Uh, Made the run into the box and then Pereira just took out his uh, his leg. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, when I saw it live, it was like so many bodies in there that I really didn't see what happened. Um, so initially, I like I had no idea what was what was happening. I had no idea what the ref was calling, if he was calling a penalty or if he was just you know calling a foul. It was our ball. Um, so I was at first I was relieved that it wasn't a penalty, but then after I saw the replay, I was like, man, that was that was a clear penalty. Um, from at least from the replay, so we just have to think. <laughs> we have to we have to be grateful that the referee didn't see it. I mean, I don't know well, if uh, if if there were so many bodies in there that he didn't see it or or what happened. I know um, after the game, their interview. I forget who it was on the theaters, but he was he was like clear. You know, he was saying that he was like, "Oh, they robbed us. Um, the ref didn't have the balls to call the penalty um, that late in the game." Um, and they robbed us. Yeah, that that was Sosa too. That was that was that, that was, was so, yeah. I I, I yeah. didn't even I didn't even see who who it was. I was just so many things on my timeline right now. I was trying to click on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, officially, what the referee did was he called an offsides on um, on La Chilindrina Al- Alvarez. So, if he hadn't called that offsides, he would have called the penalty. But since the he, since the offsides was called first, I guess it nullified the penalty call. Um. So officially, it was a penalty, but it wasn't called because there was an offside that was called before that, and that's what nobody's trying to acknowledge. Like on Twitter, or Tigres fans will not acknowledge that that's what happened. And it wasn't a. I mean, it was a legit offsides. Yeah, it was. I don't know if. Alvarez was making a play for the ball, but but they called an offside, and there was a player offside. So technically, you know, it was it was a penalty, but it wasn't called because there was an offside called before that. So I me, mean, so technically, it wasn't a penalty. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically, it never happened, right? <laughs> yeah, technically, the play stopped. So yeah, so I mean, I saw that. Um, so at that point, I was a little nervous, but. At that at that point, by the time they stopped arguing, there was like a minute left. So at that point, I was like, "All right, it's gonna happen." <laughs> yeah, I think that's when Cello. I think that's when Cello came on for uh, Orvelin. And I was yeah. like, "All right, cool, kill, kill another thirty seconds, just kill, kill time, kill time." And then you know, the final whistle. Final and, whistle. Uh, it's just like you know, I I just kind of threw my I just kind of like. Threw my hands in the air, held them up there like Rocky, just like taking in the moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I, I just I loved watching the reactions on TV. I was like, oh, Pinche Rodrigo's there, <laughs> <laughs> experiencing it live. But yeah, and then I was all pissed off because uh, I guess we're having like thunderstorms here, and they cut to like a Univision news break for oh, a web wow. update wow. i was like i was i think i even tweeted about it from my personal account um <laughs> like when they cut to it like that guy on tv his twitter name popped up for like half a second i like fucking tweeted at him like get off my fucking screen <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm watching i'm watching chiva celebrate damn it but um but yeah it was uh, it was it was good i mean i like i think i did the same thing i just like raised my hands for like uh for like a few seconds um, and then I continued to to watch um, on TV. The, the celebrations were were awesome. I mean, I saw 
saw Marco Bueno run, running from Duenas. That was entertaining as well. <laughs> not, 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 Mar- not Marco Bueno. Oh, uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? I think, yeah. it, was, I think it was Ponce, right? Ponce, yeah. yeah. Bueno, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> yeah, Miguel Ponce. <laughs> uh, making people up now and shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. That dude, that dude that he fucked up in the in the first game, but in the in the second game, I was glad he didn't even get in the game, right? Nah, not after that debacle he had the first game. <laughs> yeah, I was glad he didn't get in this game, but but yeah, I, I saw Duena was like chasing after him on the field, and I was like, oh man, what's going on? But uh, thankfully, cooler heads prevailed. But uh, yeah, so it was, it was just crazy. I was I was following everything. I was watching the interviews, watching the medals. Um, something uh, I don't think uh, Gignac went out there to get his medal. Oh, he did. I think he, yeah, I think he refused to go out there. So, I don't know, sore loser or something. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that, but um but yeah, but it was it was good. I enjoyed watching the scenes. Yeah, he, he's just mad uh Pereira put him in his pocket, man. Yeah, I know, man. He he wanted like Josh, like Josh, shout out Josh for something said he wants to be Polito so bad. <laughs> yeah, and good. um I I don't know, for me um when the game was almost ending, what got to me was um, the fact that Salcido was going to win a, a league title with, with Chivas. And, you know, before, like, mid-season, when it, it looked like Chivas was going to make a serious run in the playoffs, you know, he was he was saying um, it, it was his it was his dream to, to win a championship with Chivas because when they won, when they won the last one, that's when he had just left, uh, I think, uh, PSV. Mm-hmm. So he had, so he missed out on that one. When he won the Copa Amakis, you know, he was he was hype as hell. But he said, you know, the real dream is to win, to win the league title. So when there was like two minutes left, I was like, I just started shaking a little. I was like, oh shit, you know, Salcido's gonna be, you know, his dream's gonna come true. He's gonna be champion with Chivas, and he's gonna raise that cup. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's awesome for him, and and credit to him, he he played. He played awesome these uh these last couple games, so he he, he was out there and he he showed to be a, a true leader. I mean, it was a young team, but Sarcido was the veteran on the team and he he really did rise to the occasion and he led the team um, not only on the field but you know just his leadership um, I think was huge for for having such a, a young team. So I was happy for him. I was happy he he was the one that got to you know raise it being the captain. So, yeah, and he even had a free kick that was on target. Yeah. It, was, it was it was his night. <laughs> <laughs> well, Univision messed up on that when. Uh, yeah, they they cut yeah. to the fireworks. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, you know that's Univision. They do things like that. <laughs> like I, even in the game, um, there was a spot where, uh, like, it was like a counter, I think, and I think Dita is like countered real quick, and they're like they took a shot or they're about to take a shot. And um, I, during like right in the middle of the counter, they like cut to some random person on like the Tigres bench, <laughs> <laughs> and then like a couple seconds later, they cut back, and then like by then the attack had already been like, you know, I don't know what happened. I guess somebody made a tackle and the attack was over. But I was like, <laughs> what the hell is Univision doing? Like, who is who's running this production over there? But but yeah, that's Tigres. I mean, not Tigres, but uh, Univision is known for that stuff. Yeah. Stop doing that shit, Univision. 
But um, all right. So like, overall, what like it's it's amazing, you know, what, what the title like represents overall. You know, winning. You know, you're f- fielding eleven Mexicans, especially like at a time where all these teams are are dropping loads of cash to bring in these foreign players, and I don't know. It's just it's just good for for Mexican soccer in general. You know, the fact that you can win. You can win the league with a, a team of all Mexicans. It's it's more of, of what it represents than and more than anything, you know. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean that's the reason that I, you know, f- fell in love with with Chivas. I mean the whole, you know, a team of all Mexicans going out there and fighting together and you know and winning the championship. Um, that was the reason you know I became a fan and well, my cousin, as I explained on the first episode my cousin was a big part of it he was a huge Chivas fan um and then as I learned about it about it as well you know I I followed suit um so yeah I mean it's a big deal for for Mexican soccer that um you know that 11 Mexicans can come together and they can compete on any stage um especially right now I think it means more than ever before with Liga MX like you like you mentioned there's there's so many foreign players I mean, we're getting players from everywhere. Just look at Guignac from France. Um, you know, he gets called up to the France national team, um, and we're playing in the final against him um, with with all these other great players, and we come out on top. I mean, it just it's 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 a great thing for uh, for Mexican football. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah, it's the reason I I fell in love with the team too. You know, feeling just all Mexicans. And then, like we got we got a reply on Twitter about like you know all Mexicans and two Americans, but I mean they they changed you know the regulation that American born Mexicans can can play for the team now. You know you got Ponce and you got a uh, I think Zendejas is the other one, but it's still it's still a team of Mexicans, man. You know not gonna yeah. take anything away from that. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. Like I'm like I wasn't born in Mexico, but. That's the reason I fell in love with the team because it's a bunch of Mexicans, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it be it is what it is. Like, we're not gonna take take anything away from it. Um, so yeah, so it was it's just it's just great overall. And man, I don't know, I don't even know what to say. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just great for uh, for Mexican soccer, um, not only in Liga MX and for Chivas, but just on the international level as well you know i think this gives us a little bit of confidence going in to uh, a busy summer for a three and hopefully we can do uh do good there as well yeah i mean now it kind of forces um osorio's hand you know look at this roster more for the for the gold cup yeah i don't know what the uh, fuck he's doing right now ignoring (laughs) us i feel like his uh, confederations roster is like already in his head and like finalized but that gold cup, man, there is so many players on Chivas that should be getting call-ups. I mean, Rodolfo Cota finally got his call-up, like, m- more than deserved now. Like, it was about yeah. time he got that call-up. Yeah, he finally, like, that happened, like, a few days ago. It finally happened, and tonight he just showed even more um, why why he deserved that call-up. Um, so, yeah. So I hope I hope he makes some um, adjustments or at least looks at the looks at the team and that Gold Cup. I mean, there's so much opportunity there for um, you know for Pizarro, 
for you know tons of people you know um that, that can be on that team um Aris can be on that team so many so many good chivas players um can be a part of it and uh, i hope they get hope they get a chance yeah even even chapo you know never gets looked at yeah chapo Aris, um i think pizarro now is has you know you have to look at him now back in form he played great down the, down the stretch for us in the in the run yeah. we made yeah, I would, I would, I would look at Oberlin for the confederations. I mean, well, he he's gonna he's gonna join the the current roster. Yeah, I would, um, I would, uh, I would look at him for, to start. I mean, Acha Acha has not shown much. Mm-mm. So, I I, I think uh, with this result, um, I think he hopefully Osario is gonna look at him. And maybe give an opportunity to even take over that spot from uh from Ache Ache. Yeah, I hope I hope Pineda plays on Thursday. I'm go- I'm going to that game, so I was gonna wear I was gonna wear a PBA NYC shirt, but I think I'm wearing my uh, 110th anniversary Chivas kit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, man. And then freaking Chicharito's been tweeting like crazy about Chivas. Makes me think he's gonna come back home soon. <laughs> yeah, I think he tweeted out. Um, he said 12, 12 titles with only Mexicans. You know whether you like it or not. And yeah. uh, Marco Fabian too. He shouted out Chivas. Yeah, I think they all like a bunch of. I know uh, Sarcido. Sarcido, yeah. Sarcido, yeah. He uh, he tweeted out as well. It was a it was a good night, man. The celebrations were awesome. I loved watching the interviews. Um, Carlos Fiddle's mom, she's a real one. <laughs> <laughs> she had them those five dollar t shirts made <laughs> for her son. I did, I didn't get to catch that. I, I, I was probably in the car on the way back home. Yeah, they, they interviewed her, and she was going on and on about her son. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. I heard and, uh, uh, Orbelin's parents had like a pretty like a. They, I I didn't see it either, but I heard something about Orbelin and his parents. Like they they look mad humble or like like I don't yeah. know mad real. Yeah, I mean uh, Orbelin's parents. Um, they interviewed Orbelin. His parents were there as well. Um, you know, and his his dad was talking. I think his dad was um, trying to remember. But his dad was saying something, you know, about. How you know they didn't they didn't really have much and you know and it was hard for them at times, um, but you know now they made it and um, and it was funny because then like his dad got on the mic and his dad was like started shouting out like different family members. <laughs> he was all like shout out to uh, somebody in California and he was like he was like he was like started just shouting out random family members. <laughs> I was like oh that's awesome. <laughs> He was like, oh, me, mis cuñados, and all that. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. I, I gotta, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta hope like when Univision uploads all these uh, interviews like individually through Twitter or something, so I can watch all this stuff. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be sick. Man, I just don't know. So what happens from here? Yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, hey, we started the podcast. She was wins the championship. I don't know, man. I'm not trying to take credit for the championship, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we did, I think we deserve a small part. <laughs> Maybe they'll send us a medal or something. 
Um, I guess. Uh, hold on. I can see uh, what we have. What we have on Twitter. I think we had. I don't think we had questions. We had like a couple comments. Um, let me see here. At, the at, at you already know said uh, just send my apologies to Salcido and all Chivas fans. Wanted him gone last season. Played like a true leader out there. And yeah, man, we talked about Salcido. Um, he's definitely older, but he has the he had, he he kind of he pulled like a Rafa Marquez. You know, he adjusted his game to match his age, and he's like he was a crucial part to the team down the road. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, a huge shout out um, to Salcido. Um, I mean, we always, you know, obviously had mad respect for him. Uh, the first podcast we ever did, we did our top uh, Chivas European exports, and he was, I think, he was number three on that list. Yeah, something. I'm yeah, I believe he, yeah, he was up there. Um, so we, I mean, we definitely have made fun of him along the way with those crazy. <laughs> Long shots, shots <laughs> those, those long shots that still haven't landed. It takes every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, but but mad respect to him. You know, like like you said, he did adjust his, his game. Um, when he played in Europe, he was a he was like a central midfielder, uh, central attacking midfielder at times, I think. Um, and now he he could play center back. He does it all. So yeah, he definitely adjusted his game, and um, he played he played great um, over the last you know couple of weeks. Yeah, at, uh, at Jackie Towers uh, tweeted, uh, how the hell did you react when the ref blew the whistle? And, you know, we, we talked about it, but it, it was just like, kind of just had to take it in, you know? And it still hasn't really sunk in. Yeah, I think I've had the same reaction, like, every time one of my teams wins the championship, I just, like, sit there. <laughs> and uh, it takes a while for it to to really hit me. Um, so yeah, I just I think I did the same thing you did. I just raised my hands for a few seconds, <laughs> and then I went. I continued doing what I was doing. I continued to watch. So uh, unfortunately, I didn't go crazy or anything. I'm sure if I'm ever there, like in person, for when when my team wins a championship, I'm sure it will be different. But just sitting there in front of my TV. It's like you just put like sometimes you just put so much into it emotionally like as a fan they like you're, you yourself you're exhausted sitting in front of that tv and it's almost like a relief you just like put up your hands and you're like ah, yes they did it <laughs> and i think that's how pretty much how i felt yeah there was there's a cool uh somebody rich at rich ransom 21 he tweeted us and he said um he started supporting Chivas in uh, 2011 when they were close to relegation. And then to see them come back to champions has been amazing. And yeah, man, like Chivas had some dark, dark times, man. Like for, for, a, for like a, like a small period of time, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I didn't have like a favorite Chivas player because it was just like, it's like, damn, we kind of just all suck, you know? <laughs> I, had yes. to, I had to adopt the, Rafa Marquez Lugo, like, because he was, like, the only one that was leaving it all on the field for a couple, like, a couple of seasons, and then he got hurt, but he was one of those guys that embraced the club, and, you know, it was just unfortunate, his injuries, but those dark times, man, yeah, to see us bounce back, and now we're winning championships, we're going to CONCACAF, Champions League, uh, Supercopa, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Champions League and and all of that next year. Um, that interview that Tom Marshall had with Vergara, he was already talking about Champions League. Yeah, (laughs) he's ready. He's ready. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to add another trophy. Yep. Let's Um, see what else. Any other questions like to mention or like a. Are crazy. I'm like trying to go through the mentions, and it's like too many. I kind of just like favorited. Uh, if you look through the favorites, like I kind of like favorited what what I would touch on. Um. Yeah, a couple of people in the mentions mentioning that we have an Argentinian coach too. Oh uh, yeah. We already talked about. We already yeah. talked about that on previous podcast. We're all right with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it it adds something to. You know, like we said, just to summarize it real quick, but we all agree that it adds something to Mexican soccer. You know, if you stick with Mexican and domestic coaches, you, you, the game's never going to evolve. But what I made that did was, um, you know, he basically he he told them, you know, I believe in Mexicans more than Mexicans do, and it was his philosophy throughout the whole season, and it it showed. Oh, and um, you know what else he said uh, today in the post game interview? Tomorrow he's getting a. Uh, the Chivas uh, crest tattooed on yes. yep. Yeah, <laughs> I saw uh, Naib tweet that out. Yeah, man, he, he you know he came to Mexico and fully embraced the club. He fell in love with the club. And this is an Argentinian guy, you know. They got plenty of historic clubs in Argentina. Plenty of like history yeah. in their soccer, their national team, you know. And yeah, you know, they this are. guy came to Mexico and fell in love with Chivas. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I mean, I hear that a lot, though. You know, when people come to Mexico and they play in Liga or they just experience the league, they they fall in love with the with the league and how and how we play the game. I mean, I've heard that from like Pep Guardiola too. Yeah. You know, like he was here for just what was he for for like six months or something, and he still talks about um, the Mexican league all the time and how he how he loves it. So. But yeah, Almeida, he came, he raced it, and they said, they, when he came, he said, he was like, I'm not here to save Chivas from relegation, I'm here to win it, and and that's what he did. Yep, um, I think, I think that's it for Twitter, like, we touched on almost everything. Let's see, let me check real quick, uh, Regal. What did Regal say? Oh, yeah. Regal wanted us to say, fuck extranjeros. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go for Regal. I think I'm trying to draw my personal mentions and the Chivas, um, Chivas the North dimensions. And, yeah, I think we covered it all. Yeah, like a little funny like side story. Um that uh that goat that goat Funko Pop I was at Toys R Us and uh, I was just walking by cause you know we, we buy we buy like those bobbleheads and stuff and I saw a goat one and then I saw the name of it it said Lucky and I was like oh nah man I was like I gotta buy this shit <laughs> it was meant to be what was it what was that even from that, uh, um that. from uh Despicable Despicable Me the that, that Minions movie oh the new one that's coming out yeah, I think so. And like I saw it, I was like, I was like, I I'm never gonna watch this movie, but you know what? 
<laughs> the goat and his name is Lucky. I have to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Goats. And I tweeted a I tweeted a picture of of the of the goat on the on the Iron Throne. I've never seen so many goat pictures and goat <laughs> videos and goat memes in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. We're in the off season now. We're the we're still not we're we're not really sure what we're gonna do uh, during the off season. We haven't uh, we haven't really talked about it yet. But um, I don't know. Maybe we'll jump on uh, the t- the the colorful kit podcast with Raul to talk about L three or focus on Chivas players on L three. Yeah, I don't think Raul likes the Chivas love on his on the podcast. <laughs> Me and Alvaro haven't been invited back to that podcast in about a year. <laughs> so we had to start our own. <laughs> maybe so we we'll get see. maybe get a Tom, Tom Harrison on. Yeah, maybe maybe Tom will invite us on to his podcast. <laughs> he like he likes Chivas. <laughs> he likes he likes Chivas and for some reason Cruz Azul. So no, I like Jaguares, man. What? Yeah, he he loved the. He said he fell in love with the way they played. Even though they got relegated. Sorry, Tom. (laughs) What the hell? Alright. Oh, I guess we'll we'll try doing our podcast maybe maybe, uh, sometime in the offseason. Uh, maybe when uh, they start playing some of these friendlies. I think I'm going to go to the friendly in San Antonio when they come and they play Atlas here. I think it's uh, July 5th, so a little bit over a month away. So I'm looking forward to um, to them coming to San Antonio so I can go and watch them um, here locally. Should be a good time. Yeah, man. They, uh, you know, La Raza always comes out for those games. Especially San Antonio, like I, I can't even imagine. Like in New York, it's, we get a pretty like decent crowds, but like in San Antonio, Houston, Texas, you know, they're definitely gonna come out. Yeah, San Antonio is like all Mexicans, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it should be it should be a good time. They're gonna come out. That's why Canelo came here that one time. That's why Mexico always comes here. Even when they come here, they bring their B team, and we still sell out the damn Alamo Dome every time. <laughs> So, um, so we definitely show out uh, when when we get something here in San Antonio. So I'm looking forward to it. it should be a good time. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe we'll do a like another one like midweek with uh, Rigo. Get him on the call. Tell us about uh, his experience out there for the final, or or yeah. what what he remembers about it. Cause might <laughs> might be blackout drunk. <laughs> yeah, we, we could probably do that. I mean, we did have a. A request from you already know to do a podcast for 12 straight days <laughs> to celebrate, <laughs> to celebrate the, the <laughs> yeah to celebrate their 12 championships so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah but this uh yeah we'll, we'll definitely be back though so um you know if you want to if you don't follow the follow the podcast uh follow it at chivas del norte if you want to follow me on my personal account at underscore dos uno d o s u n o and uh, Flo, just let them know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the real Flo, F L O, um, and also um, at T 
TCKFC um, on Twitter as well for our pro club team. Shout out the pro club team. <laughs> yeah, if you guys have a pro club team or something, let us know and challenge us and send that challenge. Yeah, if we playing when Raul's playing, you might beat us. But if Raul's <laughs> not playing, we'll definitely beat you. <laughs> All right, and with that, uh, you know, keep us in the motherfucking champs. And uh, we're out. Peace. Later.